0: Hello, this is Daniel Mayall with Behind the Story Before I talk about Any top ten Um, lists or any Thing, period I'm gonna play a song Because the one thing I cannot do Because I don't have Uh, equipment The thing I cannot do is find music That will play automatically So, I'll play this song because I because I always liked it and I thought why not just play it i'm recording on here is because um i I recorded yesterday what i'm about to talk about and the internet is so so slow that the only way for it to be added on as an as a new episode is to go off of my data because my data is faster than uh going off of the internet So, before I talk about, before I do timeline, let me do a discussion about the TV title, top 10. And what I have all, what I thought was one example. Of being a great champion or a great draw, to a title was no matter how often you win the title. I thought one one example of winning a title is when when you win it just in one reign. The long how long you keep it is you used to be um, an indicator of or indicative. Is, an old word, is one word I, I've heard before of how good of a draw you are so I'm gonna look at every TV champion that has been and as I recall f- the first man to hold it longer within three months was Ric Flair and I think he held it from us 200 days so I just look up the full TV the full television title history because that always brings us to the history of the TV title personal note I liked seeing um, Johnny B as TV champion when he went against uh, Diamond Dallas Page I thought their feud was spectacular and especially now knowing that nobody gave D... nobody gave DDP a chance of even going as far as he did after that so i think even more more highly of their of their rivalry against each other on tv <clears throat> so i think the first reign always matters the most because it shows it's just like winning your world your first world title not only have you do you make it but it's have you arrived when you first went it, but it's how long it were you able to keep so I'm going to start off with the um, with the first reign of everybody um an honorable mention would be Paul Jones between his his first second and third reigns combined were over 200 days So since I wanted to talk about the first rain how important that is By the way I was wrong Paul Jones Paul Jones uh, record combined his days combined were longer than 200 days but um the first reign is always the most important so Ric Flair held the t- TV title 181 days and he was the first person to do that and the, the standard for being a great TV champion are the ones that held it for over a year or close to a year. So that's why I put 181 days as the first one on the list. The second one, is Jimmy Valiant cause he's in his first title reign he held it for 260 days um Blanchard was 12 days away from holding it for a year so that would make him third on the list Ryan Anderson's first reign is 248 days, so that may come number four on the list. My pretend is, uh, hold on. Steve Austin and WCW have on the title 329 days, so that would make him next on the list. That was his first reign. Ko Orndorff is next at 169 days. Lord Steven Regal is next at 225 days. be bad at 112 days with TV champion in his first reign so I think he should be in there too Jericho's first reign, he was 112. He was champion for 112 days, so we should put him in that list. And then Rick Steiner. Oh, never mind about that. Even though Rick Steiner wanted that was the second reign. So we're we're looking for the first reign. Okay, I don't know if I got exactly uh, 10 10 champions, but. I got an, I got enough to uh, make my point that how long you win it, how long you keep it the first time, usually shows how much people want to see you with that title. So my next title, my next um timeline. Or my next uh, top 10 list or list of champions to see who was a strong draw or not would be the U.S. title because people went from the TV title to the U.S. title usually. So that's I'll just go from talk about that to timeline. Okay, so Great American Bash 1997 not make it sound like hyperbole, I'll just use some examples. A little bit that I had seen uh, just looking through it yesterday when I tried to record an iPad, but realized when I tried to upload it that it was too slow to upload. The speed was too slow. So so I'm doing it on here. What I did notice was. how the thing that it was great i want to use some examples that was great um one example to use was um how when Sonny ono a couple of times tried to get involved there was i believe well, it was one time when he kicked his former in the beginning of the show beginning of Grey American Bash 1997, his former, um, I don't even know what to call him anymore, client, maybe? His former client, um, Ultimo Dragon, this whole match, his op- the opening match he had for Grey American Bash was, it was either called a revenge match in Sonny Ono's mind, or it's called. Respect match for American for American fans And There was really great was him He went for a few kicks Because he's a martial he claims to not be a fighter, but he knew karate And kicked him front and back and then usually we're used to seeing his fan kick to the face but he actually kicked him in the back of the neck to lay him out and the perfect thing what was great about Sonny Ono was anytime he was used as a manager he always showed how valuable he was as a manager and I think Bobby Heenan would say as a as a great manager, as a former manager himself at that time, and being considered the greatest manager in the history of the business, is it is very important to draw the to know how to draw the crowd as a heel. If you're if you're if you come to America and people don't. Understand what Master Wrestling is all about And They don't do enough They don't give your Clients enough interview time For them To To try to How you say that Develop their character And it's very important For you to try To get heat on them that way, they that way, the uh the fans will watch just to see them get beat. That so gives them enough time for them to build a reputation with the audience. The best part was, uh, when you look close enough, you can see that he could see psychosis coming. So, even though he really looked like he was surprised, it was a bad sell. It's not that it was a bad sell on Sonny Ono's part. It was a bad, um, camera angle on the, um, on the cat. it was a bad, it was the cameraman's job. He didn't do his job the right way, so it was too obvious looking back at it to see that it was a mistake. It was too up close to see that Sonny Ono turned around when his man was coming towards him that's what led to psychosis submitting to the um, dragon sleeper i believe toward the i believe it was right before the possible ending of the steiners versus harlem heats number one contender match um vance had came out and instead of going after steiners who were up what does he do to cause the disqualification he hits an elbow on booker t of the horrible meat so they i think they tore his not to look back at it but i think they tore off his shirt then to finish after hitting him a few times they had their finisher on him. And, uh, Conan, I believe, beat Hugh Morris with the, uh, excuse me, with the, the, the Tequila Sunrise submission hole. Oh, Something happened where I guess he hit his forehead right against the, the turnbuckle pad so he so instead of submitting, the referee had to pull his arm down three times to call for the bell. was really interesting about this is that this is literally one year since uh since bischoff got power bombed through this through the, the Great american bash stage by kevin nash so i think how everything changed within um only a few months and by this time he had really become a jerk not so sure about in real life but in the show he definitely became a real jerk the next match by the way was Glacier versus Wrath in a traditional singles match Mortis came out when James Vandenberg was distracting the referee Nick Patrick and he Mortis had um he he had took a pair of handcuffs and, and put him on the rope then when he th- instead of throwing the chain directly at Mortis he threw it over Mortis's head head and Glacier caught it wrapped it around his head and hit Wrath, threw it out of the ring and kicked Wrath with a side but uh, I think usually we call it a super kick but they call it a Savat kick I think that's what they, another word that they use for it then they assaulted him, put, handcuffed him until the uh, people from the back had to come out make sure not the bad happened I believe the next match was uh yeah it was a death match I believe that uh Chris yeah if Chris Benoit won this match then he would find out if he if he won this match he would go against Kevin Sullivan and uh he beat Ming by submission to win the match um I think it was instead of Ultimate Dragon versus Psychosis in a revenge match, I think they should have labeled that Kevin Green versus Steve McMichael a revenge match because that was the purpose of this match. So Kevin Green to try to settle the score with Steve McMichael. One part I think Jeff was going to try to either hit Kevin Green with the briefcase or hit or handed to Steve but he had, but because Steve was pulled into the corner, he accidentally hit Steve with the briefcase. And that led to Kevin Green winning. And what's interesting to me is how okay, that so many um football players, and I'm talking about successful football players like um, big cat Ernie that, or uh, his former boss who's also a friend of his cowboy Bill Watts um, and so many different guys that were in wrestling at one point or another were football players and and they were very good football players too and what's amazing is that Kevin Green right there with them he he actually knew some holds, that as opposed to Steve McMichael, who had charisma and was tough, but he couldn't wrestle. I just saw on Twitter, I think, a video of how even Scott Hall couldn't even take yeah, Steve McMichael's right hands because he obviously didn't know how to throw them the right way. Now, what I will say about the outside, outsiders versus defending the titles against Flair and Piper, with um, by the way, with no official, with no official number one contender, because even though the Harlem Heat won by disqualification, it should not be official. If yep, it was not for six egging on uh, Ric Flair the Outsiders would have probably lost the titles and in hindsight I think that makes the I think that made Hall and Esh look bad anyway Hall hit the Outsiders edge on Piper that's how they kept the titles then when it looked like paid DDP was gonna win a second match against Randy Savage out came Holland Nash and led to Randy Savage running with the elbow drop Hmm. Hmm. since this is the Great American Bash discussion. I think I have two NXT shows recorded. That that or for the um that was a great American match. I'm not sure so I'll just continue talking. I like to go beyond just 30 minutes Or 40 minutes So if I can I want to go as 4 I want to go as 4 Or as long as I can with this They start off by showing clips of all the video of all the great moments of the Great American Bash from both WCW and the WWE. Now I remember I wanted to talk about the year they brought back the Great American Bash after they bought out WCW. They go straight into the promotional to reminding us what the show is about now momentarily we're not really sure what we call what we're seeing in the WWE reality era but I'm not sure aside from things from from reality being at, being put on the show Aside from that I'm not really sure how else to describe this But what I do like Is the The innocent very, See because Rhea Ripley Is um How can I say this That Can That people won't fuss about okay I'll just be honest she's tougher than Robert Stone so even though men should not go against women and women shouldn't go against men they did this in such a comical way that you couldn't that it was not offensive so I like that so I thought this whole match I mean I thought this whole show was great and then the opening match for last night was unbelievable. Just a little bit I saw but it was unbelievable. so show all the matches and the reasons for the matches uh, last week I Okay, beginning of this last week shows Dakota Kai against her former friend and current rival, Tegan Knox. I know the old saying is good friends, bitter enemies, but I think in this instance, it's better enemies. I think they get more, uh, and it's not just Tegan Knox; it's also Mia Yim and uh, Candice LeRae in a four-way four number-one contenders match Which taken Knox one by pinning uh, Dakota Kai Both of them are really both of them are equal as far as their stories of what, ha- what they've had to overcome to get to where they are both of them have had knee knee problems and I think both of them still wear a, knee, a plastic knee brace to help them because how severe their problems were. So what I thought was perfect about this because it's classic old school psychology. Was it ended with Tegan Knox? pinning Not only did she win the match, but she pinned Dakota Kai to become the number one contender What's really difficult if you like um Seeing commercials like I do is the picture the picture picture um, Commercial breaks they do where you can not only see the commercials But you see what's going on in the ring on TV at the same time That's hard because I like I've like seen what commercials are and I like seeing the wrestling. so it makes it very difficult extremely difficult to uh, pay attention when when you like both of what's going on And another thing that makes this match perfect is that all four women have a feud not against not against each other but one feud is on one side and the other feud is on another side. Candace LeRae and Mia Yim have a rivalry and I think a lo- lot of that has to do with their uh has to do with Candace LeRae's husband and Mia Yim's boyfriend also going against each other so it makes it even more interesting and intriguing. I have never worn a uh, plastic knee brace, but having severe knee problems myself, um, I can tell you that having a long plastic knee brace like what we see on Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox is necessary because. Um, sometimes it goes from top of the knee all the way down the pain and um, so having had gone through that on my left knee it's it really is interesting to see To see how people with knee injuries Get Um something like that Like a knee brace And the knee brace not only being plastic But it's long enough to where It uh It goes Exactly where you need it to go ox won with the um, Shining Wizard after hitting the Molly go round on uh, Kodokai. Kai. So I'd say this is a little bit we see a uh, uh, little bit I see right here. It was a great great match. Um, I think Timothy Thatcher went against One Lorkin, Lor- which is one half of the well, actually he's one fourth of Imperium or he's one fourth of Imperium's or one half of Imperium's enemies. Timothy Thatcher, his style of wrestling and going against One Lorkin? And this match really shows that uh, and I really don't have anything against SmackDown or Raw. As long as you get to see people wrestle, I'm okay. But I'm okay with it. But um, what I do have to say though is that NXT in a lot of ways is the better brand. And By the way, Timothy Thatcher won with the armbar, I believe. armbar that you pull back to get a submission victory with but what makes but uh, what i want to the point i want to make is that um you have talents in the cruiserweight division that that it was really really an advantage being with that title being added to nxt because even though you have, I think they still have the Cruiserweight show Five Live on the Friday night uh, lineup on um, the network you still can get more out of the Cruiserweights on NXT because now you have you have a tower show on NXT now so they have more time only to have a match but to tell a story also that's why I like that. The next match, Aaliyah and Robert Stone, um, I don't know why, but by the way, but Robert Stone and Chelsea Green are no longer associated together, and I don't know if it's because they I don't know if it's because they see bigger things in her so they might want to put her on our Smackdown or if they're just going a due direction in NXT with her anyway they end up losing to Rhea Ripley what I hope they didn't do I hope they didn't have her do her submission on Robert Stone because, as much of a geek as he looks and acts like, his, I, th- I think, realistically speaking, his legs are too, uh, would be too big for her to try to, uh, try to put a submission hold on. For you people out there that might be thinking about somebody like Nia Jax, she is somebody that can do it because... Of how big she is and because how strong she is. As big and a, as strong and as ma, as big and as strong as um, I can't believe I forgot her name. Is and as strong as she might be, or maybe she is not, it's not in the same way that Nia Jax is. So, I didn't say it's impossible, I just said it's not possible for uh, Freya Ripley. Somebody like Nia Jax probably could uh, probably could put on a leg submission on uh, on Robert Stone and make him submit. But that would be too that would be too uh too much of a serious possibility what I mean is is that because of how m- uh, much of a um how 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 much controversy follows Nia Jax because of how she works, and how she, uh, she's physical to the point of not, she's almost like a female Goldberg, where, and I say almost because, even though she acts like she doesn't care if they if her opponents are okay or not, she actually has more ability than Goldberg does, that's why I say almost. even though she hurts um, her opponents a lot which is a part of the business I think it's a lack of empathy um, makes people dislike her even though she hurt people like Charlotte and Becky Lynch and those people people like that that hurting is a part of the business you get injuries all the time Oh no, Don't. she did try the leg submission on Robert Stone. I, I just find this hard to believe that this is plausible but they both submitted to it. That's what matters is who wins and how they win. Next, in a strap match, which has always been one of my favorite matches to see. It's uh, Roderick Strong against Dexter Loomis. I think Dexter's the first name. I see the strap match I guess because 2004 was when they brought back the great American bash that year you not only had the return of the Texas bull rope match but at one point in time you also had um, the return of the lumberjack match which that you don't see a lot of anymore also so in uh, year 2000 so in 2004 or in that decade, or in the beginning of that decade you saw a lot of things or at least two things come back that for a long time we thought we'd never see again so for the strap match we be brought back after Actually it's only been two or three years So I'm glad to see That matches like this came back Because it really is interesting Because Since you have to win it in the ring What's interesting is seeing how often They go out of the ring and, And if they're in the ring How long it takes To get to all four corners What I love the most Is how they took red white and blue ropes and put them in the ring for NXT Even more interesting is that because Roderick Strong is part of the Undisputed Era It's anything goes so It wouldn't be breaking any Rules but it would still be Disappointing if If any three Of the men Including the champion himself Heavyweight champion Himself was to come out And help Which thankfully for the fans that didn't happen yet. But what was great was the uh, continu- continuity or continuity, which I think means the same thing. By the way, uh one one of the undisputed error or two of them did come out come out just now. Bobby Fish. <laughs> What's great about this match is that even if people come out, their plans can get derailed because of the strap. So it can either help the person you want to see win or it can hurt the person that can cheat. So that's why it may, that's the fair part not as easy for them to win as you would think for some reason instead of this being the four cor- tapping all four corners this was a traditional match so Luma's lost by submission and are playing a package for Adam Cole for versus Keith Lee NXT title versus the North American title great great match or great um, stipulation winner take all whoever wins gets all the gold The NXT Women's Champion Putting on her coat And taking her title Putting it around her shoulder Because Going against One half of the Women's Tag Team Champions Sasha Banks back there is a uh, the melee between Mia Yem and Candace LeRae and there's an argument between Swerve Isaiah Swerve Scott and Johnny Gargano they have so many guys in the back that I don't know who it was besides the referee's holding them back One referee was trying to restrain the women and the men and a man was trying to restrain them I think that's a hunting shirt, so that would be Shawn Michaels The reason I say that is because he's, the um, he's the head, um, one of the agents in the back that teaches you how to talk, or teaches you what you need to do to talk in the main roster. Then, uh... This Phantasma. I don't forgot the first part of that. Son of the Ghost. He and his associates were taunting Jake Maverick until he came out to fight, and then Tyler Breeze and uh, Mondago came out to help him. So I believe that set up a match for last night's show. And in separate promos, Kevin Grimes Throughout the night You had one gr- promo from uh, Damian Priest And the other promo was from uh, Cameron Grimes And after that promo was done It's time for Magic and Sasha Banks Take a look at, Talk about how great Women from China or Japan can be She's so good that she makes um She made Charlotte Flair f- Think like she had to get better if she wanted to uh, last with her and She said herself. She doesn't often feel like that, but she did this time. So the big compliment to uh, Io Shirai the Person whose main goal Yes, to elevate NXT Linux title and you made her think she needs to get better in the ring. That's a big compliment Okay, and she beat Yosuke beat Tosh Bangs with the top rope moonsault And uh... Unfortunately for her, her, uh. I believe she and Oscar are from the same country, so her countrywoman is there to help her. So I'll do, um. What I'll do is stop right here And I'll uh, I'll do another episode about last night's show And I'll Talk about A list of the great US champions in In the history of wrestling Thank you and goodbye